Hello, hello. Welcome to the End Evil Podcast. My name is Chris Jansen, and evil is the destruction of freedom. Uh, I'm coming to you today with a very special show. I have two um, important guests with me, and um, it's really good timing because both of these guests have some experience and knowledge in something that I've been thinking very deeply about in my path and travels doing the End Evil Podcast. I always struggle with how to reach out to people. And um, what, I, what, what I often find is that the people I'm reaching are the people that already have looked into natural law. People have already studied the work of Mark Passio, people that have already looked into occult traditions. And what's difficult is to reach out to people that really are totally new to this subject matter. And so one area that I've been trying to branch out into is my own personal self-work. And I'm working on exercise, um, breathing techniques, um, and um, self-defense techniques as well. And I think by improving myself in the physical material realm, that that might set a good example for others to see like what what is the philosophy behind this that allows this person to have this um, confidence and strength in the world. And you know that's taking me putting one foot in the further in front of the other and proving it that that I can do these things. And so I'm really challenging myself, and I'm also forming a group. And I'm looking for people that are on the same path that I'm on, dedicated to do this work. And if you're one of these people, um, go to chrisjansen.com. I'll put the um, link on the screen in a little bit here and enter your name into the prompt. And you're going to get an email from me within the next couple of weeks. And it's going to give you some opportunities of how to connect with me and my group that's going to be called the One Great Work Warriors. And we're... Um, trying to really um, push right now because the evil in the world has gotten out of hand. Um, right now, children are being enslaved. People are um, going through major health issues. People are dying at an amazing rate because the globalists and the occult leadership in the world have totally um, taken over this whole planet. And um, if we don't do something about it, things are gonna get far worse. So I'm gonna bring in my guest today. I have with me today, uh, Crypt Rick and Nathan Crabtree, both people I've met through the network. Um, welcome, guys. Thanks so much for coming. Welcome. Good to see you. Good to see you too, Chris. Thanks for having um, us, Chris. Yeah, this is awesome. Um, I'll start off, um, Nathan, and then and then after you, Rick, we can just give your give me a little intro um, about yourself, the audience, if people don't know you or or how you came about came here. I'll uh, let you start, Nathan. Yeah, so uh, I've been listening to uh, Mark Passio and, and other truthers like Larkin Rose. Uh, I've been listening to their work for about eight years at least, and I really resonated with the message of truth. Uh, I went and visited Mark at the Free Your Mind conferences multiple times and uh, started my podcast five or six years ago. I am uh, a healer now. Uh, I'm starting by healing myself fully and... Uh, trying to manifest alternative communities in the world uh, and also bring freedom to uh, even the cities from the inside out, doing podcast work and just setting a good example and stuff. Awesome. Thanks, Nathan. And um, I can say from my experience, I've seen Nathan to be someone that really puts, like I'm saying, one foot in front of the other and does the action in the real world. And he puts a lot of effort and fire energy into um, being the person he is. And I, I appreciate that energy and I'm, and I'm glad to have you today. And um, another person who's been taking a lot of action has been Crypt Rick. Um, he's been putting out 
a radio show, video <laughs> shows, showing up to discussions, just like constantly working now on the One Great Work Network and um, has joined in um, actually working with us at the Natural Freedom Alliance. And so um, he's going to be part of the uh, the planning organization committee for um, if things go forward as we plan with Funnel 3. So um, awesome. welcome, Rick. Thank you so much for having me, Chris. Uh, I always love uh, having chats with you. Uh, for sure. And we have a lot of great chats about a lot of important subjects. So I'm looking forward to this. And uh, I also, uh, much like Nathan, Mark Pascio was the one that really kind of put the pieces together for me. I started watching, listening to his podcast uh, years ago and then uh, listening to his, watching all his presentations. I've watched most of them several times because I think there's so much knowledge in them that you have to watch them a couple of times just to kind of absorb it all. And uh, so it was listening to Mark that gave me the kick in the ass that I needed to start doing something myself. And that, that's what I needed. I needed that tough love to get me started. And because uh, I had a million excuses back then not to do it. And I, so I kind of needed that tough love to get started. So definitely started doing interviews on YouTube and expanding to the other platforms is what I'm doing right now. And as you said, I do do a radio show twice a week now. I do them Saturday evenings. Uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and also Monday evenings from 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at Revolution Radio. And I bring on lots of amazing guests. We talk about a lot of the topics that uh, we all like discussing. We discuss freedom, truth, uh, objective morality, conscious parenting, natural law. We get into the occult, all of these topics. Yeah, it's wonderful uh, material. And, um, you know, I like I like the fact that you're doing that radio shoot show, too. And, you know, we just got to keep finding ways to um, get this material out to more more right. eyes and more minds. Um, I should have said this up front, but if you guys get a minute, um, maybe when someone else is talking, um, put your links in our private chat and then I'll put them on the scroll bar so people can see um, in the show. Okay. But um, I was going to go to um, Nathan next. Um, the first subject I thought would be good to start with is to talk about self-healing. I think we're in a time right now when people are damaged emotionally, physically, and spiritually. Um, so, so many people I've met, um, if I use the word spiritual, they don't even um, really vibe with that word. Like it doesn't even make sense to them. What is that? What is spirituality? You know, and then, and then as far as the physical level, we got um, obviously since the pandemic and the scamdemic, we've got people sick and injured from you know these dangerous things that people are sticking into their bodies and i can't imagine what all that um covering up your face and and mouth has done to people and then emotional strain of being split up from families and um there's just so much damage to people right now so it's really a time for self-healing and i see that as a way we can reach out to people to help them with their healing process and that will help build that trust so they might actually listen to what we're saying with these more difficult concepts of natural law and government and slavery. So <laughs> that's a long explanation. Nathan, would you talk a little bit about your self-healing process? Yeah, thanks, Chris. And I went ahead and sent you that link in the private chat. So Got it. Thank you. Uh, so last year I had a disaster happen to me that resulted in me being hospitalized. Um, it was basically a PTSD downward spiral that emotionally, mentally, spiritually, and physically destroyed me. And I 
it started with an event that was partially my fault, uh, but was also a co-creation that resulted in me receiving physical uh, trauma as well as uh, mental and, and physical attack uh, from people around me as well as groups of order followers. So basically I was put into a uh, psychiatric unit at a hospital and they then uh, put me on experimental pharmaceutical drugs against my will they caused a nosebleed with a uh, COVID nose nasal uh, test and stuff. And that, that was done entirely involuntarily. I actually tried to run out of the hospital and escape. And I had six men tackle me and shove this sharp metal object in my nose, causing a nosebleed. It, it was really terrible. Um, I was not able to mentally recover from that level of trauma and terror that I was put on for about three weeks. And over the course of the summer, I just slowly died physically, mentally, and emotionally. And uh, I manifested some kind of heart condition. I don't know exactly what it was, but I was having kidney problems. I was binge eating 20, and I, I was unable to sleep for five months. And eventually I had a grand mal seizure, uh, which happened last August. And I actually lost four days of time, and I woke up in a hospital ICU uh, with a bunch of machines plugged up to me and terrible pain in my, in my heart and chest and also my back. And uh, it was a very painful experience. It went on for about 10 days in the ICU. I had people taking my blood against my will and all kinds of painful, terrible things. And I was convinced I was going to die and basically go to hell because of bad karma that was partially, you know, I was partially responsible for some bad karma that I had part participated in creating. And, uh, you know, I, I was convinced I was about to die any day and, and then wake up on a terrible timeline and never be able to find the truth again and just reincarnate 10 or more times, getting progressively worse and closer to actual like Christian hell where I would then be lost forever. So that's, that's what happened to me last year. Uh, I, after getting out of the ICU, I was taken to a recovery center, um, in Utah, which really wasn't very good. They, they were also kind of order followers and doing things according to, uh, insurance agencies orders and, you know, common pharmaceutical knowledge and just, just, the system stuff, nothing really that creative or out of the box. So it didn't help me that much. Really, uh, it started the process of my physical recovery, which I was surprised to see some of my physical strength coming back. Uh, I had the ability to exercise again, slowly but surely. I started running again while I was there. All during last summer, I was not able to exercise uh, because I wasn't sleeping for about five months straight. And my energy levels got lower and lower until they actually bottomed out and I had that seizure. So uh, it was a PTSD response. And ever since getting back in into that recovery center where I was kind of at least in a somewhat safe environment where other people were, you know, around, I guess. Uh, I've really been hard focused on healing, um, physically, mentally, spiritually, and really on all levels, but especially physical healing, because I did have some physical traumas and extreme amounts of pain in multiple locations, including my heart and upper back. 
And uh, I've made a tremendous improvement in, in just one year. And I can uh, explain, you know, things I've been doing that uh, really have facilitated that, as well as some setbacks that happened last winter, uh, you know, that kind of screwed that up a little bit. But but I'm doing really well. I've had a good summer and uh, I've got a lot of knowledge about it now. And, you know, so I feel like I can really be of service telling people the way they should think and what they should do to, to try to improve bad things that might have happened to them. You know, it's so real. And I remember, um, Nathan, you and I had one conversation when you were kind of at a low point. And it's really... Um, making me happy to see you back getting out there and feeling um, feeling better and strong. And I think that's something that could inspire people. Um, we are getting some extra sound, guys, so I think maybe we should uh, mute when the other people are talking. At first, I said, don't worry about it, but it's, it is kind of coming through. Um, and then we'll, we'll, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go to Rick next. But let me ask you, um, Nathan, one, one quick question here. Um, maybe you could just kind of talk about a couple of the things, the biggest things that have helped that healing process. So the number the one realm. thing that anybody should do uh, is actually not a physical thing. It's a mental thing. You have to mentally, uh, emotionally, and spiritually be fully aligned on healing. It has to be kind of like an obsession. And you might have other responsibilities in life that uh, may be a little bit distracting, but when you do have free time and whenever you do think about what has been done to you or any injuries that you have, if rather than just dwelling in that pain and uh, getting sad and depressed about it, what I do and what I started doing is anytime I feel those physical sensations or the mental sadness, I put a uh, trigger in my mind that uh, becomes a habit and it's a, it's a habitual way of thinking where whenever I feel those pains, my, I have a thought that I put into my head and into reality of the opposite of what I'm experiencing. So instead of pain, I will focus and think about pleasure or healing, for example. Instead of uh, injury, I will think the, the phrase in my mind, healing, healing. And uh, sometimes I, I'll even obsessively have that thought for hours and hours, almost like a mantra. And you can you could even speak the phrase out loud if you wanted, but I just typically think about it in my mind. So what that does is basically directs your subconscious in the direction of recovery and healing. And uh, other forces might come into your reality to assist you in that direction. And you might use certain tools like certain medicines. Uh, there might be medicine people that enter your life that uh, have things that you can try out. There might be certain therapies. There might be a therapist that you need to go um, get advice from or something. But everyone's healing path is going to look a little bit different. But the point I'm trying to make here is that if you're mentally choosing healing and directing your life in that direction, that's the number one thing that you can do. Um, yeah, that's that's absolutely um, been my experience as well. When when we um, 
put the will and the intention in that direction. And then, um, you know, the other thing that popped into my head, Nathan, and thanks for sharing your personal experience so um, honestly and bravely. Um, the other thing I've experienced is I'm a person who's gone through a lot of anxiety and self-doubt. And um, when negative thoughts come into my head or um, storylines, oh, I'm not doing good enough, someone doesn't like me, you know, um, what I've learned to do is counter those thoughts immediately and um, with a positive thought, be like, you know, I'm really good. I do a lot of good things. Um, I try to help people. I have a lot of friends, you know, and as soon as my brain, maybe it's not even coming from my brain, you know, maybe it's coming from all these vibes of negativity that are in the outside world. Who knows where these thoughts come from? We don't know that, but I know they come and I know a lot of the people are dealing with them, especially if you're alone and you spend a bunch of time in your house, shut up because uh, the authorities didn't want to let you out and you followed their rules. You probably got depressed and you're probably thinking negative thoughts because you know, and so um, I do recommend um, seeing a therapist in, in many cases. And um, I've done past episodes with Leslie Powers. And um, Nathan recently did an episode with Leslie Powers. So did Rick. And um, she's someone that, you know, may be um, someone to listen to and check out AliveThrive.life. And she may even be someone in uh, for people in the freedom community at some point that, that can be someone that they can talk to. Um, I think that's the direction she's going with her work. But there's other people out there that are like that, that if you look and, and you diligently seek help, there um, things will come to your aid, like Nathan says. Even non-visible non forces will come to your aid when you show courage and you reach out for help. Um, I think that biblical um, saying is true, knock and the door will be opened, um, ask and you shall receive. That is true. That is a natural dynamic of manifestation in this universe. But you have to put the good foot forward and take that action and seek it out. And I and I love the way you explain that, Nathan, that that positive intention and not letting yourself get stuck in that uh, muck of self-doubt and depression saying, nope, I'm going to get better. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to heal. And um, on that subject, Rick, um, we couldn't have a more perfect person to talk about healing because you've gone through probably more than any of us have pain physical frustrations and restrictions and um setbacks for so sure tell us a little bit about your experience on that well yeah definitely it's been a journey that's for sure and uh, just so people kind of know where where i'm at is uh when i was 16 years old i started uh i was in a lot of pain i was getting a lot of pain that doctors really couldn't figure out what was going on i was getting a lot of lower back pain um a lot of hip pain so that began my journey uh, into the medical world. And they did a good number on me over the years because I'm not knowing any better at such a young age. And you're kind of taught that doctor knows best and you listen to what they say. So, I mean, I could go on a whole show just about that. But yeah, th definitely that's I got that at a very young age. My condition, ankylosing spondylitis, that's the condition that I have. Don't like to call it a disease. I think that word uh, is too powerful. I, I kind of like to call it a it's, you know, I like to kind of call it a inconvenience. It's something that I have to live with and work around. And uh, so disease, I don't like to use, but, you know, I just think that's a really words have power. And I think a lot of people that word, you know, has a lot of power behind it. So it was definitely, it's been a journey and uh, which led me down a lot of paths. And uh, I've dealt with a lot of things over the years, uh, depression, 
is a big one, you know, when you're kind of in that state of when you're in a chronic pain state and at such a young age, you know, you're not really spiritually mature at that age. At least I, at least I wasn't. And uh, so it was a, it's a been a just journey of discovery for me of who I am. And that's kind of um, over the years, something I was kind of doing that over the years, not really realizing it wasn't called shadow work. I didn't know that term back then. I kind of couldn't, um, looked at it as confronting my demons or, you know, something like that. I did there. I didn't know the term shadow work, but even back then at times I was doing that, I was really trying to turn in and look in on myself because I wanted to, I, I didn't know, I didn't really, uh, understand why I was feeling the way that I did or reacting the way I did. So I kind of, and it was a journey of going up and down, Chris, it was like never a perfect thing. Sometimes I would be doing the work on myself for a while doing a little bit of progress and then I would slip and uh that kind of happened for many years when I got heavy in the drinking uh I just kind of fell off the path and I just kind of didn't want to deal didn't know how to deal with my condition I didn't know how to really work on myself so I just kind of pushed that trauma down and I that's why I turned to drinking I just kind of I didn't want to think about it and I just pushed it down did that for a lot of years and then realized that wasn't the way to go and started I got uh, stopped drinking and then started really working on myself. And that's when things started to change is when I really took working on myself serious and I became brutally honest with myself. I think that's key that you have to be super honest uh, and really start looking in and, uh, and yourself. I think that's the foundation. And I say that all the time to people that I think that's a step that people are missing. They take in on this information. They're eager to take in and learn this stuff. But they've kind of missed a key point that I think is, is you have to get right with yourself and you have to kind of work on yourself before you can really start get, putting the work out properly. I think you have to have, a, you really have to know yourself and kind of work through the dark parts of yourself and the things you don't like about yourself. And I was always somebody that was really, I always found it fascinating why people react the way they do to certain things why they are the way, why they think the way they do. So I've always been fascinated by that. And I just turned that in on myself, really working on myself. And it's, and it's like Nathan said, you have to go into it with a positive mindset. Uh, it's really key having it the correct mindset when you start doing the shadow work and you have to have the correct intentions behind it. And once I did that, it really made a difference in my life when I started doing that work. And I'm kind of like everyone else. I have, I'm very self-doubting. And I've talked about it on my show. I, I had never, I would always say I'm not good enough. I had, I'm not smart enough. Uh, you know, so many things that I kind of picked up over the years, whether somebody said it to me or I picked it up somewhere, I don't know, but it kind of always is playing in my head. And I had to really confront that and change how I say things to myself. I think the things that people say themselves are really brutal at times. And you have to be aware of what you're saying to yourself. That's part of it. So when I became aware of the negativity that I was saying even to myself and changing that into a positive and saying, you know, you got to be aware of it first and then change it and start doing it in a positive, changing the negativity into a positive, uh, what you're saying to yourself. That was key to me uh, moving forward. And, and that process is what we call the initiation when we stop right. lying to ourselves and you know, we all do it. Yep. It's part of our society. Our whole society is built on lies and our whole sure. culture cult. It's a cult of lying is what it is, the way it is, because, you know, um, even the basic idea of freedom, you know, we can't really understand freedom 
in a society that's always been in slavery as long as we've existed. So right now we're talking about freedom almost in a theoretical way, you know, mm -hmm. because none of us have truly experienced it because we're living under this umbrella of enslavement, you know, and sure. um, it's it's not something that we can easily just pop right out of, you know, it's going to take um, the effort of the whole community of people to really um, end that situation. And that that's why, you know, my podcast is called End Evil. And that's why I use the tree of life because it represents inter, you know, the interconnectedness that it's not a, just an individual process. We need to be all working on this as a group. And that's kind of what I was really talking about in the funnel conference funnel two. Um, if people want, you should check out freedom under and look at um, the recent Funnel 2 conference where Rick did a presentation, his first ever full presentation. And um, like he was saying, it was very true. He was nervous when I when we approached him and said, hey, yep. do you want to do a presentation? He's like, oh, I've never done one before. I don't know if I could do this. Uh, I'm not sure. I don't want to ruin the conference. He was so like kind of almost down on himself. And, yep. and luckily, um, the other members of the Natural Freedom Alliance were like encouraging Rick and saying, we know you can do it. And obviously he did. You can check it out yourself. It's pretty awesome for, especially for a first presentation. But even if it wasn't your first presentation, I would still say you did a fantastic job. Thank and, you. And people should check it out and be inspired by um, what you've done and what you've worked through proves, you know, look at a lot of other people that don't have the type of physical ailments that you've had to deal with. And they're complaining about problems. And it's like, Look at if Rick can work through this, if Nathan can get through what he just got through, almost dying, you know, um, you can do it too, folks. And yeah. we can, it's just, there's people you can talk to too. I mean, you can was reach key. out, yeah. reach out to these people. We, we want to help. We're here. That's why we're advertising on these social media channels. And that's why we're doing these podcasts and shows is because we care about the population, about principles, you know, and the principle of care is the underlying most important principle there is and that's kind of what we're really on today is this whole concept of self-care so um you know one other thing that pops into my head is um netter you know god the idea of nature for me um, nature has been one of the most healing um aspects of reality when when i'm not feeling well um i work with my body i get outdoors and this morning i was grounding myself putting my bare feet in the grass putting my body in the cold water and exercising my body. And I find that that brings me to a higher vibration and, and at a higher vibration um, realizations come to you and you're never going to get those downloads from the source. If you don't um, expose yourself to the source and right. way people are used to living in this society is sitting in front of the television or sitting in front of a computer, which is, okay, it is what it is. I'm not saying that's necessarily bad in and of itself, but if it prevents people from getting outdoors and connecting to the source or, or connecting with their own body, their own physical body, there's certain things you're never going to experience if you don't stretch your muscles and, and get out and like exercise to the point where you're sweaty and the toxins come out of you. You know, we've all, most of us have had some kind of vaccines in our body when we were kids and those, our body's got to, our body is a self-healing machine. That's what nature does. It just heals. It just grows. That's all it wants to do is expand and grow 
anyway, I'm going on and on. I want to hear more from you guys. I'm going to pass it. I'm going to pass it back to Nathan. I'd like to hear what you have to say about nature and God connection. Thanks. Yeah. So one of the most important things to have a connection to in nature is the sun. Um, one thing that I've done this year uh, that I discovered last year or the year before, there's an herb you can take. It's called uh, astaxanthin. Uh, it's spelled A-S-T-A-Z-X. A-S-T-A-X-A-T-H-A-N-T-H-I-N. Astaxanthin. You might have to spell that out on Google, but I take this brand. It's called Prescribed for Life. I take the 5% astaxanthin powder that they offer. And uh, in the middle of summer, I'll take maybe a heaping tablespoon of that. And what it does is it allows your body to absorb uh, up to five times as much sunlight without burning. So it's kind of like an edible sunscreen. It's actually a red sea algae, and uh, it's a very potent antioxidant. So this is a, a hidden form of supplementation in herb. The, it's it's basically a cult. I I my my I had a friend who knew about it somehow, but very few people are doing this. And what you'll find if you do if you start doing it regularly in the middle of summer. Um, especially if you don't have a job that's keeping you indoors all day, that's a big problem for a lot of people is we've got this system of slavery that is controlling all of your waking hours. And that's going to, in some ways, prevent, you know, certain other things, you from doing other things that you could do for your health or your safety or just things that you want to do for fun. Because, Having fun is another good thing uh, to do to heal yourself. Like laughter, you know, has been said to be the best medicine and stuff. But try that out. Try out the astaxanthin, if you, especially if you happen to have uh, time in the middle of summer when it's really, really hot. You'll see um, it provides the most pure, like divine, like good feeling energy that can just really... It, I feel like it has a healing power on its own, the sun itself. And if you were to combine that with an array of other natural healing um, practices, like you're saying exercise, exercise is going to be one of your most important uh, healing practices that you can do. And depending on where you're at, you might have to start really small and it might be difficult at first. Over time, if you have the attitude that everything that you do is easy and you're only going to do things the easy way. That's what I do. It's, it's something that I do. Uh, I'm not saying everyone has to do that, but that's also one of my mantras and kind of magic phrases that I put in my subconscious. I really am permanently on easy mode and I only do easy things. So for me, I only exercise when I feel like exercising and it just so happens to turn out that I genuinely feel like exercising frequently. So what I do is, uh, it's about October now. The sun is at a different angle. Uh, I can't really get a lot of direct sunlight the same way I would in the middle of summer. So whenever the sun is peaking, uh, I just go on a one to two hour run. Uh, and I take my shirt off, which allows me to absorb more sunlight and stuff. But like you're saying, uh, the exercise definitely raises your vibration. And basically what that means is you start thinking more clearly and, and 
potentially faster as well, but also your general spirits lift and your emotions just genuinely become better. And you release a lot of hormones and chemicals and dopamine, for example, in your body as a result of the effort that you're putting in that just genuinely feel good. So it, it can put you, it can take you out of a bad mood and put you into a good mood, or it can take a good mood and turn it into a really, really, really great mood. So just, just from exercising out in the sun, or even in the winter, you could do some cold therapy by uh, running around with no shirt on is kind of what I do. So other than that, there's a lot of natural healing herbs and medicines, uh, cannabis, there's some uh, magic mushrooms, peyote, other, yeah, a lot of different medicines that you can try. Having, having a natural diet is going to be, again, one of your most important healing practices. So the big three, I would say, is like sleep, sunlight, uh, exercise, and then having a diet that doesn't have dead animals or the product of animal slavery, uh, you know, like cheese, milk, meat, um, processed foods. I'm, I'm finding, uh, that avoiding cooked foods can result in faster healing as well. And there's detox, uh, methods that you can use like fasting is another really great way to go. So I, I just take it one day at a time. I eat what I feel like eating. Um, I do it the easy way, but it just, so I, I also am going in the path of healing. And when you have both of those intentions simultaneously, you will find that over time, it becomes easier and easier to choose the right foods, to let go of addictions, you know, to certain foods or even alcohol or other things that are holding you back, you know, you just got to make small steps over time and not come down on yourself. You know, if you one day feel like eating some uh, wheat crackers or some other kind of junk food, you know, uh, as long as over time you're making better and better choices and you feel better over time, then you can really just kind of, I, I coast, coast your way to, to happiness, health and freedom and stuff. So that's what I do. That's some super powerful. I love all the things you shared, Nathan. Um, and, and the intentionality and the way you're describing of how you think about it is important. And I think that, um, you know, some people kind of scoff a little bit. They call it woo-woo, you know, but, um, you know, all religions have had this idea of prayer. And I, I hesitate to use that word sometimes because it associates with the dogmatic aspect of religions, but um, thinking positive and um, using the correct terminology makes a big difference. Um, at my work, we stopped using good morning because the word morning refers to sadness, morning. Um, you wake. When do you go to a wake? That's a funeral. No, so we say grand rising, you know, and there are many awesome detox methods out there and teachers, especially since the um, scamdemic. Um, I've been doing a lot of work with Andrew Kaufman, and he has a site. Um, he's he's got a course called Alchemical Detox, and you can look that up. Um, look AndrewKaufman.com, AndrewKaufmanMD.com, or um, TrueMedicineUniversity.com. There's Amanda Vollmer. There's um, there's so many other amazing um, Tom Cowan. 
that are giving natural uh, methods. Um, I'm blanking out on another guy's name who um, has for years been doing detox. Uh, maybe it'll come to me. He's got the long hair. Um, Avocado Wolf, right? Um, there's so many. And if you seek natural um, solutions, there are plenty. There's solvents we can use in our body. And then there's herbs. I've got really interested in, um, and there's all kinds of herbs. I make my own teas, you know, using herbs or tinctures. They're really easy to make tinctures. Anyone can do it. You know, it's not that difficult. And there's plenty of plants out there that actually want to help us. And um, now, don't get me wrong. You want to use advice. You can overdo these plants and use the wrong dosages. You don't want to just start taking whatever. You want to get good advice. Um, Patty Lager, another one I'd recommend to check out. But um, She's working really... with me. <laughs> oh, yeah, yep. she? Awesome. Wonderful. Yep. Yeah, so why don't yep. you go next, Rick, Rick? Jump in. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I just when you no, said her name, I just, timing. I just, yeah, like uh, she, Patty's been working with me now for uh, about two months now, and getting my, uh, working on my diet because I think everything that we're talking about kind of all works together. Uh, so I think people neglect certain parts, and for me, you know, I was doing my my shadow work for sure. I'm, and I love what you say about nature, Chris. I, I I totally agree with both what you and Nathan are saying. I I love being out in my garden. That's where I do my shadow work. I love sitting out there in the sun, quiet with myself, doing the shadow work. After I'm done that, I work in my garden. I'm learning how to grow things, and so it's all a new learning curve. But I'm enjoying it a lot, um, and getting the benefit of healthy food and the. Uh, uh, for the labor that I'm putting in and the work of love that I'm putting into the, my gardens, I get a, a great reward from it. But um, that was kind of an aspect of my growth that I kind of neglected. I was kind of so busy working on myself. I just kind of, I, not that I was a bad eater, but I definitely wasn't, I, I, there was much room for improvement. So as I was working and doing the work on myself and my shadow work, I realized that I have to start and I was doing, I had to start, I realized that my diet had to definitely change. And so I started working with uh, Patricia Lager and she kind of has got me on doing a detox. I'm doing like water detox, uh, starting with that slowly. I'm not going crazy, but we're slowly changing things about my diet, which is making a huge difference. Uh, it's really incredible when you start eating uh, good food how clear like how much more clear your your thinking is and your mind is and so it's been a i think that's a key point too it kind of all has to work together you kind of got to be working on yourself and very uh, mindful of what you're saying to yourself and then work on your what you're taking into your body so definitely like you were saying a good diet herbs i'm working with herbs now tinctures like you said i love those and teas are a great one that i like using a big fan of CBD. That is a game changer for me. It's something that I've been using for a few years now. And really it was a game changer that basically got me off most of my medications. Really amazing. And so it's really important. I think that we kind of people work on all aspects and not, you know, neglect certain parts, which is what I did definitely with my diet was a big one. I just kind of not really consciously thought about it really in depth and then realizing that it's so important um, what you're putting into your body. And so I'm really conscious now about what I'm eating and uh, definitely trying to get out in the sun, as Nathan was saying, and you were saying a lot more. I love being out in the sun. It's just game changing. And a big one too, I think that a lot of people are suffering from is lack of sleep 
That's a huge one. I know so many people that maybe get three or four hours sleep a day because of their job and their busy lifestyle, and they're just not doing good. They just are in rough, they're really in a rough shape most of the time. So I think sleep is another one that people have to start really giving themselves time to do is get that rest that you need because it's really important. And a lot of that getting to sleep is cutting off the screen time and the light. Oh, for sure. Um, Our bodies don't do well with unnatural light. The light um, frequencies that are coming from fluorescent lights and LEDs are even worse. The blue light affects our serotonin and melatonin release levels. And, um, you know, you need to be turning this stuff off if you're having trouble sleeping a good couple hours before bed, you know, and um, I know there's research, a lot of research on this because a good friend of mine sells um, the glasses that help, you know, block the block, the blue lights. Um, Spectra 479.com, I believe. I hope I said that correct. But um, blue blocking glasses, something worth looking into if you can't get away from the screens. But there are other methods as well. Um, and I think what we're talking about the sun extremely important and um, yes. Rick, you're saying the synergistic work of mental physical and spiritual are all exactly. tied together and when you're um, approaching all three of those you're gonna feel the difference and um the other thing that really popped into my head is um so often these things that that harm us are about things that um to fix the problem are things we don't do and it's same in life about evil things right all the bad things we can think of, we can be avoided by just don't do them, right? You don't lie, right? Don't yeah. steal people's stuff. <laughs> don't cheat, right? Don't sleep with somebody else's mate. You know, it's like really simple things. Don't rape people. Those are just things you don't do, right? And and the same thing is true with what you put in your body. It's more about what you don't put into your body. Don't exactly. let people inject needles into your body. Don't, you know, don't eat things that are processed, you know, and like Nathan says, even cooked foods, um, I found myself the same thing. Um, for a while, I lived at this place where I didn't have a good food, cold food storage, and I was just working out of coolers. And I feel like, figured out I could eat fresh fruit, salad, and um, only fresh things. And I was like, you know what? I'm eating just fine. I don't really need to cook much of anything, you know? Yep. And it just need to keep a couple things cold, cool so they don't go bad, you know? And, and that had made a big difference. And then for me, when I quit meat, um, it's been quite a few years now since I quit eating meat, I found this strange thing after the first few months of my just digestion adjusting, which there was about three months of kind of uncomfortable feelings. I think my body was detoxing out all that crap from the meat that I'd eaten all those years. Then I have this weird thing where I'm more lightweight and um, I don't get tired during the day. And I used to happen to meat all the time. I would mm-hmm. get like in the middle of the day, three o'clock, I would start kind of nodding off. As soon as I completely quit eating meat, I never have that feeling again. And I don't know that it's necessarily, I can't prove it's necessarily related, but I've noticed the difference. And that's all I'm saying. Me too. Me too. As soon as I started eating, like you were saying, like, like fruits and vegetables, nuts, and getting rid of any processed food, and especially my water quality, getting a good water filter, because I was like, that was a big one for me too. And I'm the same way as you were, Chris. My energy levels went right up. It was really, really surprising after a while. It took a little time, but it definitely, it's very noticeable when you start doing it. And Absolutely. 
you don't need a lot of food either. I think like definitely people eat way more than they need. Like I, for me, I don't need to eat these big meals. I just kind of eat on the go and I, I have my breakfast and, but very small and then same with lunch and same with those, but it's not big, big meals. And I think a lot of people. Here's my meal this morning. You know, I got (laughs) grapes, um, strawberries and blueberries. And that's what I eat. That's Um, amazing. Usually between, you know, nine and one o'clock, that's all eat fruit. And it's all, it's plenty. It's face. It's good too. It's fun to eat, you know? And, you know, the other thing I wanted to comment on was something that Nathan said about um, taking it easy. You know, you can work really hard, but you can also take it easy. The The way I began um, my um, exercise regimen, I always have talked about this, and I'm talking about this with um, the One Great Work Warriors email. Um, incrementally, I started off with seven push-ups every day, and I just stuck to that because seven push-ups was easy for me. Now, for someone else who has doesn't have a super lightweight body like me, you might only be able to do one pull-up or, uh, you know, push-up might not even be the thing for you. Uh, maybe it's just walking around the block. But if you get used to the routine of doing something every day, it does get easy. And then all of a sudden, you know, if you were doing seven push-ups for three weeks, on the fourth week, you feel like, oh, I could do 15, no problem. It's not even hard. And then the next week, oh, I can do 30. You know, it's amazing what happens. Like when you start going to the gym, for instance, like if you go consistently to a gym for two months, all of a sudden you'll just be blown away. You'll look at those bands. You're like, I remember when I could only do that one little one. Now I can put four of them on there. It seems inconceivable. So um, I'll pass it to you, Nathan. Um, Curious what thoughts are popping through your head as we're having this discussion. Yeah, one quick thing I wanted to throw out as well. Uh, it'll save your, you money on groceries, and it'll also give some control back to you over your own food. One thing I really like to do is microgreens and sprouts, and it's a very cheap way to eat. And lately, my favorite way to eat them is with these uh, seaweed wraps that I buy at the gro- at the health food store. They're just kind of like greenish brown black things of seaweed that you can like roll up into a burrito maybe with some date sauce or something else and then so i just i've been eating that in the last two days i i just moved into my house here and i got all my microgreens set up again i actually lost my old house in that disaster that happened last year but uh other than that um I'd say you guys have some really great advice so far. The only other weird thing that I'm kind of trying that a lot of people probably haven't heard of, one name for it is called Shazambu, but it's actually uh, also called urine therapy. So, you know, because I'm trying to be as on the path of healing as I can be, uh, I'm trying out different things and I'm taking it really seriously. So one of the things that I've been trying out is drinking your own urine. And uh, what I've heard about that is it's best to do that if you're already kind of like on a detox diet and stuff. But in my experimentation, what at the very least I can say is that it definitely doesn't hurt you. So it's not really going to poison you and it's not going to mess anything up that in, in any way that I can perceive. So as far as like super obvious magical healing powers i would say it's probably going to be very subtle and it might have effects over time so yeah i have heard of that nathan it comes up because i've been you know involved recently in the um, natural healing community and um 
yeah, I think it's not something like you don't want to drink all your beer. I think you, you taste it basically the way I understand it. And I think what it does is kind of offer your body this feedback, you know, kind of what's coming in, what's coming out. And I haven't tried it myself, but um, I would look in. I've I never think even that, heard of I it. I think I mentioned Amanda Vollmer. <laughs> wow. I think she is one of the people that talk about that. Um, I might be confused, but I, I believe so. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of methods out there and different things that um, that sound wild and out there. But um, we've been taught everything wrong, incorrectly. I would say the number one thing for your health is stay the hell away from hospitals and stay the, way, the hell away from pharmaceuticals. There's nothing out there killing more people other than possibly freeways and cars, then um, hospitals, malpractice, and pharmaceuticals. And um, the worst medical, I try to point this out through the pandemic, the worst medical um, malpractice, malpractice suit in history was Pfizer. You know, the most money ever transacted was because of their evil deeds of fraud and tricking people and actually literally killing people with poison. And um, they get away with it. They're, they're getting away with it, and that is evident that the world is controlled completely by evildoers. Otherwise, how would they get away with that stuff and keep getting away with it and keep getting away with it? So, you know, yep. go the ahead. The hospital is what killed me last year, actually, was uh, the psychiatric unit and uh, the drugging and then the blatant disregard of my natural human rights locking me in a cage for a week. It, it killed me, actually, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I I've, I worried so much in in um, when they when they were telling people to stay inside their homes and they were making people wear masks and distance. Like, I was more worried about the emotional trauma that was going to do it to children and young people. We already had an epidemic of teenage suicide. How are people going to feel, especially when you tell them that oh, your job isn't essential, and now mm -hmm. you're in your house by yourself and your grandma doesn't want you to come over? The one person who will give you a hug unconditionally and you can't go to her house because you're afraid you're going to kill her with your own breath. And then as it comes out, we look deeper and this whole thing about viruses is absolute bullshit. There's no such thing as viruses. I'm, I'm confident on that now. I've, I've looked into the research. There's really no proof um, that there ever was a virus. You know, yeah. there, there's disease. There's sickness. Yeah, we're, we're having a, a dis- ease our body isn't well our body's a healing machine and when it has toxins and poisons in it it tries to push them out and that's a lot of times what we're experiencing it's stuff's coming through your liver it's jamming up your liver and then you're you know getting things through your skin and it's expressing out of your body these toxins that have been put in so a lot of it's about what we don't do so um for the last part of this discussion we got you know i'd say another 10 minutes or here or a little more if we want I'd like to talk about um, self-discipline and then um, how we um, share this information with other people and um, how we go forward with the, with the one great work. Anybody um, got something you want to jump in on self-discipline? Well, uh, I actually do things a little differently than most people would think whenever they hear the word self-discipline. Last year, uh, there was a part of me that died, and that part of me was the part that tends to try hard to do things that maybe I shouldn't even be doing at all. And, uh, you know, I might be getting ideas historically. Uh, this, this was actually installed in me at a young age because you have parents and teachers 
and society at large all telling you that you must do your life according to their prescription. And inevitably, that's going to end up with you one day getting a preferably high paying job. But first, you got to go to college and then you've got to get straight A's at school for, you know, 25 years straight. And uh, what comes along with that is a fear based, like false discipline that a lot of people have where they're feeling a lot of external pressure to do and accomplish certain things. And they feel like on a soul level, this fear, if they don't accomplish all of these hoops that they have to jump through and prizes they have to earn and stuff, that either they're going to die or they're just not going to have enough money or they're not going to attract the right mate things like that. And what it tends to create in people is a false form of discipline where they're actually burning out spiritually, emotionally, mentally. They're trying to keep pace with an unnatural pace that is set by other people in reality. And they don't even understand really why they want these things that bad. And for that reason, they're not really naturally able to uh, keep up that pace. And eventually they get left behind and they might have like either a midlife crisis or some horrible depression that lingers with them over the years and like an unexplainable sadness and maybe even lack of motivation that can eventually come when you're doing too much of something that you really don't want to do. So what I've done in the last year is basically that the whatever remained of that energy in me completely died out. And now I can only do things that I feel like doing that I want to do and that are easy, at least subjectively to me. So Lately, you know, I've been running a lot, getting a lot of sun, doing my microgreens, doing my garden, doing the great work, uh, video editing, and just different, different things that I genuinely like doing, and that my and soul, your music too, right, Nathan? Music, a lot of music. Yeah, I've been, I've got a lot I need to upload and stuff. But you know, whenever I feel like sitting down and uploading, I'm, I'm gonna do that, and then it'll be fine, and it's not gonna drag me down in any way. So that's an entirely different form of what can be considered discipline because basically what I'm doing now is I'm programming my subconscious by thinking on certain goals and outcomes and even more general like life values like happiness, ease, prosperity, freedom, love, truth, abundance. Those are very vague things that can direct your life in a vague but also specific direction. And then you don't really have to worry so much on the details. So when you effectively program your subconscious, your subconscious actually becomes what can be considered an autopilot that will give your body the right amount of energy to do what it is you need to do. And these things will happen automatically where you're not even really thinking about it anymore or even noticing that you're doing it. So when I'm out running and I carry weights now when I run, I'm... I gradually stepped it up to about eight pound weights that I'm carrying, but my mind might be completely in a different zone. Like I might be just daydreaming, thinking about, you know, whatever comes to mind, or I might be more present. But the point is, is that you can get into a state where all of your actions are actually on some kind of spiritual autopilot 
that is basically you're not you you don't even feel like you're trying anymore and you're not even giving it much attention you're your but you'll just notice your body automatically go and be doing things and you might be so unpresent in certain moments that you're not even sure what it's doing but your body wanted to go out of the house into the car for some reason i'm like well I guess we're going somewhere important then. And then, you know, you'll drive, you'll start driving. And this is an elaborate example. That exact example didn't exactly happen, but a bunch of things similar to that have been happening to me where I don't even know exactly what I'm doing. My And I just notice that I'm doing something and then I could become more present. I'm like, well, what am I actually doing right now? And then some voice will come to my head that is like some kind of program I set in the past with my subconscious that then says, Oh, Hey, we're about to go get food. You're hungry. Right. And I'm like, yeah, I am hungry. So where are we going? And they're like, well, we're, I don't know exactly where we're going, but I can energetically feel my consciousness going to the right place. It might be a uh, mama jeans in this area, or it might be, you know, some salad bar somewhere or something. So it's a state, it's a, it's a reality that's possible. And it took me a lot of shadow work and spiritual progress over a long period of time to get into this state where I have, you know, full alignment of thought, emotion, and action. And I even have an autopilot that takes care of things without me having to even expend much effort or, or, or do much, uh, monitoring of it, you know? So it's a great place to be. And I just want to provide that as like an example and also make someone else aware of what can be the reality for some people. And it, it might not even be right for everyone to be that way, but lately it's been working for me. So, wow. yeah, it, that's the intuition. The power of the intuition is, um, you know, like, uh, I think it was talked about in one of Mark's slides where he talks about intelligence right and you have on the one side of the word intelligence is you have the intel and what that tells me is that's like the um the left brain kind of thinking where we we calculate and we do numbers and we think well it would be best if i do this according to what the book i read you know and according to informational kind of grammar type thinking right and then we have our right side brain which is the more creative it's like you know i feel i feel like i need something you know and that's kind of like how does your body communicate with you right? When it needs something, it gets a thirst or a hunger. It's not like a really specific feeling always. Sometimes it's just like, I feel like I want something, um, something juicy, something, oh, a grape. Here's a grape. That's what I want. Yes, I eat it. And if my body's like, yeah, that's what I wanted. So intuition is very real. You know, sometimes you get a feeling something doesn't feel right in this room right now. I don't think I want to be here. And then you leave and you find out later something terrible happened, you know? So that is that's getting so to that true. balance. And when you're on that higher vibrational level and you've taken care of your physical form you're able to tap into synchronicities and um use your intuition and let it actually guide you you know go ahead rick well, i was just thinking like it's so true what you're saying because i think when you're uh, when you're doing the work and you're on the right path like it like i like the way you called it woo woo because like that that's what people kind of look at it as but now i'm noticing that I'm starting to meet people or come across information as I need it. If I'm explaining that right, it's kind of really, um, it's a really neat thing. I, I don't really know how to explain it, but it's just, I find myself now really, if I'm, uh, I'm connecting with people now that are more like uh, in line with what I need and, and I'm thinking about. So it's kind of like the universe is 
bringing them forward to me. It's and or the information that I'm looking for it kind of shows up. It's it's really neat how it's happening. I, and I hope you guys know what I mean. It's kind of hard to explain. I know but... exactly what you mean. In fact, <laughs> I've been pointing back to uh, Mark's presentation for Funnel, right. um, where he had this graph and it showed. I think it was a color purple, and it was right at the level, and he called it courage. And when you yep. reach the level of courage, it it opens up the whole field of the of the um the higher dimensions and the higher vibrations. And when you put forward courage, for me it happened when I started putting out my podcast and evil, right. and I started challenging um, what I knew was wrong instead of holding it inside and having arguments with my family and friends about it, and they didn't want to listen to. You know, instead I was like freely giving out information and and sharing my philosophy, and all of a sudden I met. Will Keller, John right. Rowland, Leslie Powers, um, Crip Rick, Nathan Crabtree, all the people on the One Great Work Network. And I, I wound up, you know, I didn't have the money, but I paid to go to Mark Passio's class, How to Become the True Media. I just put it on a credit card. I was like, I'm going. I don't care. This is what where I need to be. And inside of there, I met all these people. And now I'm part of that network. And every day of my life, I have things that I'm part of and that I'm doing that make that that sustain me and make me feel good mm -hmm. because I'm on a purpose. And when you're on a purpose and a path, and Nathan kind of mentioned this too, when you have this focus, all the bullshit kind of falls away. It does. You don't it just doesn't bother you. It's it's like you're moving like an arrow, you know, and, and think about an arrow flying through the air. What would it take to stop an arrow flying through the air? You know? It's not going to turn around and go back to the bow. No. <laughs> you know, it's yep. moving. You know, the only thing that's going to stop it is when it reaches its destination. Yep. And you what's know, really and too cool. You or too, that arrow, nothing's yeah. going to stop you. And what's really cool, Chris, is as a, I've been talking, I've told you about how I want to kind of get and more involved in my community and kind of do like a meeting. I'd love to do, I'm trying to set it up and I've almost got it set up where once a month, uh, a community of us like-minded people kind of meet and get together in person. And so since I've been really thinking about that over the last few months, uh, it's starting to come together. I'm kind of, I've been meeting people in my neighborhood and it's just weird how I'm just running into them. I, it's, I don't, like I said, I don't know how to explain it. You did a great job and so did Mark in his presentation, but it's really true that now that I'm trying to form this community, I'm starting to run into people that want to be part of it. It's really cool. And so, and this is people like right around me that I've never really talked to or anything, but it just kind of seems like I, it's falling into place. I, that's the best way I can put it. And I've got actual people now that want to do this meeting once a month and we're going to meet at a restaurant once a month or coffee shop or something. And we're just going to start discussing what we're discussing topics like we do uh, on our shows. And it's really cool how that's just kind of, came together i it's it's really hard to explain it's that's fabulous rick and it, it is it's bravery and courage that get you there and wisdom is action you know yep. and and action is not always on the physical realm like we've talked about a little bit nathan brought up and you um confirmed rick that when we think positive intentions and our mind is um on a path that also opens the door so sometimes just um, encouraging ourselves and continuing to give ourselves, you know, saying a mantra, you know, mm -hmm. has helped people I know. But um, we've covered so much in this episode. I can't wait to share it. This is fantastic. Great. Um, but stuff, we're at yeah. an hour. And I think for me, that's kind of like my attention span for something like this. <laughs> and I hope that um, 
you know, realistically, I don't want people to spend all day watching shows either. I want them to get the gist of what we're saying and then go out there and do it. Do turn the damn thing off, get out there and go run with your shirt off like Nathan yeah. and um, do some research on different herbs. Um, Shilajit is another thing to look into. Um, there's, there's a lot of good herbs out there. And then we have to consider that we're all being poisoned with heavy metals. So we all need heavy metal detox. I recommend cilantro. Um, there's zeolite. There's, um, there's a lot of things out there to help you detox. And mostly, most of all, everybody is chronically dehydrated. So you want to be drinking, um, pure water. And, um, I don't recommend alkaline water. You want to be drinking good source water, primary water if possible, spring water. And, um, you know, eight ounces every half hour will get you back to where you want to be according to, um, Kaufman's recommendations, which I've been following and it, it really helps you feel good, you know, to be drinking good water and then getting good exercise, get yourself grounded and all such. So any closing thoughts, guys? Yeah. One last, um, one last thing, uh, you mentioned water. One thing I've been doing in the last couple months, that's really revolutionized my energy levels and my hydration levels. If you add lime juice or lemon juice or some other fruit juice, but I like, I like to just stick with limes to your water, it hydrates you a lot better than just regular water. And you'll notice this if you exercise a lot, you, your water will go a lot longer and you, it'll take you a lot longer to dehydrate. So try that out. I, sometimes I'll go through 10 or 15 limes a day, just adding it to water. And the other thing I would say is on the other side of this positivity, negativity coin, if you have never really done your inner shadow work and you've never examined maybe your subconscious attitudes, uh, the way you feel, if you've never given it much attention, similar to how I have an autopilot that's taking my life in a good direction because that's where I'm going, you might have an autopilot being the subconscious that is not taking you in the ideal direction. And your subconscious might be influenced by other people in reality, like the dark occult or the TV or your teachers or even scientists who are telling you certain things are impossible. You really got to examine where you want and what you prefer in life so you can work overtime to transmute that lead into gold. And that's the purpose of the inner great work is to just get yourself going in the right direction. So exactly. wonderful words. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. And uh, it's kind of funny, Nathan, because I'm doing a water cleanse too. And I and you use lime, I'm using lemon. So Patricia's got me using lemon and cayenne pepper and maple syrup. <laughs> it's really good, actually. I think, I think that might have something to do with the fact that we don't want our water to be too alkaline. You know, yeah, things that are alkaline are things like battery acid. You know, right, I mean, right. we, we, we don't want our, our stomach is acidic. You know, we don't want to upset that balance too much. Yeah. There's a weird there's a weird thing that's been going along about, you know, drinking real alkaline water. And I don't think it's personally from my research. I don't think it's a good idea from what I've heard. And right. that might be helping, you know, adding the acid, you know, the lemon or the lime. Oh, it's definitely detox. I'm not sure. I'm not the yeah, scientist, like it's, but that's kind of what as, my brain's saying. Yeah, we're using it kind of like a detox. I'm doing like a water fast and the, the stuff coming out, like out of my pores is, it's crazy. Like it's really like I, over the years, I've had so many medications run through my body uh, over the years. I can imagine that it's going to probably take a lot of detoxing to get all of this out of my system, but it definitely 
doing the lemon and the cayenne pepper and the maple syrup and drinking tons of that in every day is making a huge difference in cleaning myself, like getting myself cleaned out. I think I've got, it's going to take a lot of work. So, you, you know, I think that's a good point too. I want to say before we close up is that, you know, what Nathan and Rick and I are saying, um, this is our own personal experience and our own personal research and thoughts on these ideas. None of us are doctors. None of us claim to be experts in the medical field. You do your own research. I'm actually but, a doctor. Um, well, I, I mean, I have a, not from I have what a the way people think about it. I'm not a medical doctor, but I do have a PhD. So really, yeah, I do. Fantastic. I did not yeah. know that. Near <laughs> But I mean, we're not practitioners like healing practitioners right. necessarily. Um, maybe Nathan is more more than I don't see myself as that. You know, that someone. Well, that, I'm. Uh, I don't I'm want someone to do exactly what I'm saying and then say. Oh, Chris told me that, you know, I shouldn't drink this type of water and, you know, exactly, you know, do I'm your own research is all I'm saying. Too, so not yeah, to toot my horn, own horn or anything, but I, but I am certified through a native American church to do medicine work. So right on. Yeah. Yeah. And another yeah, good so, point, I mean, Chris, too, I think is it's that great advice, you know, I'm not right. saying it's not, I'm just saying, be careful and do your own research. Right. And don't and just not everything will work for, for everybody. Like, every, yeah. like certain things that have worked for people I know didn't work for me. It just it didn't. So I mean, you got to find your own thing that'll work for you. It not it's not a one a one thing fix all kind of thing. It's kind of you got to do like Chris said, do test your it research, out a little, try a little bit a little. of something. Yep, you know, yep. see what happens before you take a bunch of something. You know, yeah, because I know people like CBD changed my life, but I have people in my life that tried CBD and it did it didn't do anything or it actually made them more sick. So, you know, that's why I'm saying. You, like, you know, you, the number one thing that healed me, I think personally was learning to breathe more and i've been That's, starting to share yes. you know if anybody follows me on facebook um i'm going to try to get on instagram more i'm trying to share um some of my workout routine and some of my breathing i, I learned from wim hof the wim hof method and i've been using that consistently for years now and um that has made incredible difference in my life just conscious breathing will change your life That's crazy. you can you go to the next level it's crazy that you breathing. just brought that up, Chris, because I have a neighbor that's been talking to me about my breathing for a couple of weeks now. He lives around the corner from me, and he's really big into the breathing that you're just talking about. And he so he's been app. teaching me. He's been teaching me. It's called me. the um, Wim Hof Method. Yes. And if you download <laughs> that app, he guides you through it very carefully. It's and, weird um, how you just brought that up, though. He, he you know, says in there, don't ever do it while you're driving. Don't ever do it in your swimming pool. But I've done both. <laughs> and um. I'm still alive. Don't do those things, you know. Yeah. Uh, but breathe, breathing, um, and using the Wim Hof method will change your life. I can almost guarantee it if you take it seriously. Yeah, it's really crazy how that uh, he's. I've been learning about this breathing, and you just brought it up. Another synchronistic thing. Synchronicity. I guess. There it goes. Yep. That's that's the universe giving you a little hint, a little yep. nudge. And he's been driving me crazy for weeks about this, like teaching me and getting me to do it, and it's it's really made a big difference. So, great advice. All right, guys, um, we should close this one up, and I'd, I'd like to have you both back uh, more um, cool. anytime. You guys are um, wonderful guests on End Evil Podcast, and I appreciate your wisdom and your thoughts and the time you shared today. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, thanks guys, so want much, Chris. your website one more time? You can find me uh, Linktree. That's L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Crystal Spider. But I'm mainly on BitChute uh, as Crystal Spider, and I've got a YouTube channel for my guitar content, Crystal Spider's Healing Guitar Magic. 
Awesome. Uh, very cool. And you want me to just let people know, Chris? Yeah, Rick. Okay. I've been thinking. Yeah. I've you know that thinking. link you said it says I've been thinking backslash about. Is that correct? Yes. It should be. <laughs> That's what they gave me. So, I mean, I hopefully, but yeah, you can find but me if on you YouTube. If you go on YouTube and you type in I've Rip been Rick's thinking, I've been thinking, yeah. you'll find me. Yep. And then you can find me at Revolution Radio. That's freedomslips.com. And I'm on twice a week, as I said, Saturday evening, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and Monday evenings, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can find all the schedules at Revolution Radio. And I'm also. All of my work is on Anchor FM. So if you just go to Anchor FM, you will find, just type in Crypt Ricks, I've been thinking, and you'll find all my work there too that I've been doing. And uh, a little bit on Rumble, and I'm starting to put stuff on Odyssey. So I'm starting to branch out some more. Good for you. Good for you, brother. Excellent. And I'm so glad to see you out back and alive and putting out your wonderful stuff. Um, Nathan, thanks for coming today. And, um, Thanks for battling through your rough last year and, and showing us it can be done. And um, all those people out there that are struggling know it's possible. If you can do it, they can do it. Thanks a lot, man. Yeah, have me on any time. I don't have a job or anything, so I literally just do whatever I want at all times. So, Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. I'm going to cut it off. Um, we'll see you next time. Much appreciated. Evil's the destruction of freedom, folks. Let's get out there and do the right thing. Have a good night or day, wherever you're at. <laughs> All right, we'll put the music on. <laughs>